And uh, so, yeah, we went up to uh, – I've got these jelly beans here, and I'm, I'm really resisting the urge to eat them. Well, I ate mine all on the way home. Okay, so these are bona fide jelly beans from a Walgreens in Minneapolis. Evening or afternoon, family, friends, fans, or foes. I'm Timothy Yates. You're listening to Speaking of Nothing. We're going to go right into it right away today because I have on this show that you're listening to right now my first ever guest. Yes, that's right. Jake Messman is on the show today. I recorded a rather lengthy interview with him, so we're going to be cutting New Disco today, and I'm really sorry about that if you're like, oh no, I don't know what to listen to. Why isn't there New Disco today? I'm going to have to apologize and say that what you should be listening to is Bob Mould's new album, Sunshine Rock. And we're going to talk all about this Bob Mould show, and that's going to definitely fill your New Disco needs for sure. I am going to do be doing a take five, and I'm going to be doing it really, really quick, and it's going to be my top five Husker Du songs, so let's do that right now. Okay, so these are my top five Husker Du songs. If you don't know who Husker Du is, they were a punk band in the 1980s who kind of defined alternative rock and kind of became the reason why music sounded the way that it did in the 90s. So they're a band that my band got really into because what we listened to growing up was like the Foo Fighters and Green Day. And we went backwards and found Husker Du and we're like, this is what Green Day and the Foo Fighters were listening to. And this is way better than Green Day and the Foo Fighters. So they're a huge influence on our band and they've be, become like a huge influence on the music that I listen to. So yeah, that's a brief synopsis. You should definitely look into this band. And if you haven't got into this band, what do you do? And go listen to Husker Du. It's friggin' 2019. Let's get into this. My number five off of the album Candy Apple Gray. Here it is, Dead Set on Destruction. That's Dead Set on Destruction off of Candy Apple Gray. We are moving real fast here just because this interview with Jake. We talk a lot about Husker Du in it, so I don't want to like tell you all about the band now and then repeat everything again. But So I'll just move on to my number four, which is New Day Rising. Yeah. 
yes, all of the lyrics in that song are New Day Rising. But, and you think, oh, well, that can't really work. But you know what? It does. I wish I had more time to play these tracks for you. I definitely encourage you to go look them all up and put them in a playlist. Timothy's Top 5 Husker Du Songs and listen to it every single day of your life. At number three on the list from the album Zen Arcade, it's Pink Turns to Blue. <laughs> Arcade is probably my favorite Husker Du album, and that is probably my favorite song on Zen Arcade. It's their first album, and it's a double album, which is incredibly ambitious, but they had so many EPs before they released Zen Arcade, and my number two is actually on one of those EPs. This is from the Metal Circus EP, and this song is Diane. And at number one, my favorite Husker Du track, I would have to say, starts with this wonderful bass line from Greg Norton. Celebrated Summer from Husker Du. That's my number one. That's probably my favorite. It's a Bob Mould track, and I love the song because it reminds me so much of, like, summertime and driving around and having great times and and things kind of like that. But really, this song is, is a lot deeper than that. Uh, and I'm just going to play my favorite part of the song which is the very very end of the song which is the what cements this as my favorite track Husker Du, one of my favorite bands. And that is today's Take 5. Okay. 
Okay, my first guest is Jake Messman. Jake went with me up to the Twin Cities. Rather, I went with him up to the Twin Cities to see Bob Mould this weekend for the 40th anniversary of Husker Du, and it was cool. And this is Jake. Hey, what's up? Jake, hi. Hi. I thought you were going to say, and Jake went to high school with me. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jake went to high school with me. Jake. Yeah, we haven't talked since then. Nope, it's been a while. Yeah. No, it's been a day. Okay, so Jake, initial impressions of the show. It was great. I mean, I didn't expect any less. I mean, all right, this has been our time. Thank you so much <laughs> for listening to Speaking of Nothing. No, I'm just kidding. So, Jake, do you want to talk a little bit about you? You're the one who discovered the show and was like, "We need to go to this." Oh well, yeah. So I've seen Bob Mold, well, technically three times. First time at Riot Fest. Second time at First Avenue, um, in Minneapolis, like two days after Prince died. And then um, briefly at Riot Fest, but I went and saw somebody else because I saw Bob Mould recently. And um, I was like, yeah, I could go see him again, but, you know, I've seen him three times. It was announced that, like, this date was going to be the 40th anniversary of Husker Du's first show ever. And Greg Norton's band, who played bass in Husker Du, um, would be opening. And I was like, wow, I, well, we can't miss that. I, like, went to bed, and I, <laughs> I like saw that on Facebook. And then immediately, like, ran downstairs and I'm like, hey. I'm going to see Bob Mould. Do you want to come with? And I was like... Twin Cities at the end of March. I was like, yeah, because I love the Twin Cities. We went up to the Twin Cities to see the Replacements Homecoming show that was also in St. Paul, and that was a really cool time, too. The Replacements being, you know, one of our favorite bands, and then Husker Du being another one of our favorite bands, and arguably probably the biggest influence to our band, I would say. Uh, Yeah, I mean... Yeah, at the end of the day, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Especially, like, they were an influence an influence on us before we even knew who they were. <laughs> yeah, so it was kind of an important deal, and what really sold me, because I've obviously, this was my first time seeing Bob Mould, and I've I've had the, as many opportunities to go see him as Jake has, and I've been like, yeah, you know, whatever. What sold me on this was that it was the 40th anniversary of Husker Du, and Greg Norton's band was opening. I don't know. I, I thought maybe... Greg would play a song with Bob. I feel like we'll talk about yeah. that later when we get through the show. But Greg Norton's band, Porcupine, I'd never heard of. And I listened to one song by them before we went and saw the band. And then I guess, okay, so let's just let's just go through the day. Yeah. Okay, so we wake up. Had waffles. Had Get in the car. Drive. We Jacob. Into the wind. Drive into the wind. Yep, Jacob and Amanda went with us, of course. And it was a good time. On the way up there, we saw some stuff. I don't remember really anything on the way up. We ate at McDonald's. Yeah, it? we saw that. I don't remember that at all. You had chicken nuggets. I gave you seven. Oh, yeah. They gave me seven nuggets. That was awesome. <laughs> okay. And then we get to St. Paul, and St. Paul is awesome. Well, when we got to St. Paul, we stopped at Cheapo St. Paul yeah. on our way into town, and that was cool, and I got a couple records, and... Jake found bought my first ZZ Top he record of the weekend. First of three ZZ Top records that he would buy, each one at a different store, um, <laughs> and then all in colored vinyl. All yeah. Nobody told me. Nobody told he he kept finding him. He'd be like, nobody told me that. Well, anyway, the first time it was genuine. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, so then we went to uh, we went to our hotel, which was downtown in St. Paul, and we checked in, and then we walked to the show. Before we watched the show, we went to this Chinese restaurant called Hunan Gardens. Yeah. And you just had Chinese. Was that better than the Chinese you had up there? 
Um, it was actually really good, surprisingly, after having that Chinese. <laughs> okay. All right. Well. It which... was an on night for World Buffet. All right. If anybody's listening, well, you would be listening right now, so never mind. Well, if you're listening in the future, go to Well, it might be an off night, but that, well, okay. this is up. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point. So then we walked to the show. The show was at the Palace Theater. We got there like right as the doors opened. We didn't stand outside for very long. Yeah, maybe like 10 minutes. So we get in the door, and uh, we, the merch booth is there, and I look to the left and see it and go through the line. There was a Grant, uh, Grant Hart Foundation. Yeah. It's a foundation that is helping exclusively women artists get their start or or help or fund them they were taking donations and stuff so that was really cool for those of you who don't know anything about who's gonna grant hart was the other or was the third the, member the third member the drummer and the other primary songwriter in the band and he passed away two years ago so this was kind of an emotional show yeah because the two guys were there on the 40th anniversary of who's do and grant hart died yeah. so that was very very sad. And then we look at Bob Mold's merch, and there was a guy trying to get me to buy Porcupine merch, but I didn't really know anything about Porcupine. And then Bob Mold had, you know, some T-shirts, and then he had a flannel shirt for like hundred twenty-five dollars. Yeah, like a designer flannel. And, and I was like, that's that's rad, but no. Yeah. <laughs> it worked out in my favor because uh, they their credit card machine broke, so I I didn't buy anything because I didn't have that much cash on me. Yeah, and I didn't have any cash on me either i was gonna buy that poster that's a nice poster yeah i kind of regret it but it went perfect about my stereo oh well <laughs> can't take it with you when you die jake well, that's right that's what you said when you bought your third zz top album exactly <laughs> all right so then we went uh we go into the to the theater we find where we want to stand uh it's a nice theater oh, old yeah. theater yeah, but like with different layers, you can find a kind of find a place to stand yeah. where you can actually see. Yeah, there's standing room on the floor, and then there was seating in the balcony. So we watch Porcupine from in front of the mixing board. Yeah, and Jake is tall, so he's got no problem just right. watching the show. And I'm like peeking through windows of dudes who are like standing there, standing there, talking to each other, being in their forties. Yeah, and yeah, and and that, that was another funny comment you made. Uh, and oh. I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, Jake, all these old dudes wearing flannel shirts, drinking mm-hmm. beer in their 40s, that's us in 30 years. And you were like... <laughs> but yeah, it'll be car seat headrest. So then Porcupine starts playing. Yeah. And um, they were really good. And I was blown away at the energy Greg Norton still has. Because he hasn't really, after Who's Could Do broke up in like the late 80s, he kind of stopped playing music until like the last few years, I think. <laughs> yeah, Porcupine, like they were... Yeah, they have been a band before Greg joined. Okay. So then they just needed a bassist and yeah. Greg was like, okay. I'm a bassist. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh... Yeah, Greg is was insane. Yeah, um, jumping around. He and God, he gets such an aggressive tone out of his bass. Oh yeah. And I, I think that I play aggressively, and that's but that's because I attack it with a pick. Right. And he's just like slapping the ever loving <laughs> crap out of that thing, and it's, it was beautiful. I think it's a jazz bass. Yeah. And then his uh his setup wasn't even that big. Oh like, no. Like he just had like an ampeg like. 
I don't think he had two two cabs though, didn't he? Yeah, but it was still like mm-hmm. not what you would expect, especially mm-hmm. like because you know you got Jason Nardis, he's like eight ten orange, right, looming in the background there. Do you know the names of the other guys in Porcupine? No. Okay, I don't either. But they were cool too. Yeah. I I, I mean I, they had that power trio thing. They were a really good band. Solid, um, kind of reminded me of Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah, but also kind of, uh, I don't know what, indie pop? Well, the indie <laughs> pop thing comes from well, they, they yeah. had that vocal effect that they had that just reminds me of the Strokes. Yeah, but even some of the guitar riffs and stuff were kind of... Yeah, okay. Well, some of them, there's that one song I turned to you and I go, is this like Vampire Weekend or something? Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah it's Greg's bass lines were like the best part of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were really solid. It was really, really intense. And then they did Standing by the Sea, which was, uh, what did the guy say before he played it? Oh, this one's from the heart. And which it didn't, I mean, they started off a little different than the how it does in the record. But then like, oh, okay, that's what they're going into. It was it was, like, that was the first moment for me that looking at the crowd, I kind of realized like this was kind of a special thing. Because up until then, it was like, Oh, yeah, the polite, yeah, we're into this, but we're not, like, going crazy. Kind yeah, of and then people vibe. started to really freak out when, when they played that song. Everybody there was, was everybody there was genuine. There wasn't yeah. anybody who was just there because they needed something to do. Right. Which, that's the best kind of crowd you could oh, ever yeah. have. Oh, yeah. Um, there was nobody talking during the show. Right. That was, even if you did, though, that Bob Mould was so loud, I don't know <laughs> how you would have a conversation. Yeah. So Porcupine was awesome. And then they left the stage and they cleared it off and yeah uh greg you know he had quite a bit of time on the mic yeah have dialogue in between songs yeah he which did. surprised me i don't know if he usually does that though i don't think he did that in who's but no, nobody really said much and who's could do when they played did live well yeah that's i was gonna talk yeah. about bob mold set like yeah because well we'll get there but okay and then uh, after they played Who's, do you know who that lady was who came up and talked? I'm not sure. Um, at first, I thought it was um, the one lady from Babes and Toys, Toyland, but it wasn't her. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was. Uh, uh, a lady from the from the Grant Hart Foundation came and talked about, you know, why they were raising money and stuff like that. And she was, like, crying. Yeah, I mean, somebody <laughs> that knew Grant. And it was, it was very... And Greg kind of came up and gave her a hug. Yeah. And so I think Greg knew her, too. But yeah. it was, it was a really kind of like touching moment, and that was kind of another moment that I had that I was like, okay, this is gonna be fun, but this is gonna be kind of sad. Yeah. And then there was a long, long break between Porcupine and Bob Mold. It was very long. I don't. Most concerningly long. <laughs> it it was a little concerningly long because the way they had finished their set, it made it seem like okay, maybe about twenty minutes later. Twenty minutes later, they'd be out, and it hit like. Was it 9.30? It was 9.45 by the time Bob went on. Okay, yeah, but it like hit 9.30. I was like, yeah, they should be on, right? Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, are they going to like cut songs? I was really concerned. And then, we, of course, we're standing by the audio booth, so we've got people who are like running in and out of yeah. the audio booth, and I'm like, hmm. hmm. And by this point, we had went to the back of the audio booth because I couldn't really see anything. I was looking right. at Greg through windows when we went up to that thing. By that dude with the Murmur shirt. Oh yeah, which I got. Nice him, I got him to compliment my shirt by saying, "Hey man, nice murmur shirt." And he's like, "Like your shirt too." And I'm wearing a replacement shirt. Jake was wearing a thin Lizzie shirt. We tied on compliments. Yeah. 
long break. Yes. But then finally, like, the lights went out, I think. Yeah. And and we turned, and, like, they came out on stage, and it's friggin' Jason Nardesi and John Worcester, and Bob Mould comes out, and he, like, he's playing this, I want to say it's a Candy Apple Gray Strat. Yeah, this is silver. Okay, I want to say it's... (laughs) Oh, you know. Well, come on. (laughs) That's, you know, because Candy Apple Red. Yeah, 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 yeah. Candy Apple Gray's album. Yeah, yeah. It was gray. It was cool. And then they, they went into the songs. The songs. What? The songs of Bob Mould. The songs of Bob Mould. All of them. <laughs> Every single one. No, they played a great set. So uh, this is uh, the tour for um, Sunshine, Sunshine Rock. Rock, which, good record. Oh, yeah. Good record. Listen to it the day before it came out. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was it was good album. Thank you, Merge Records, for... Hanging releasing out, that, releasing that, hanging out with your your main man Bob. Oh yeah, keeping him. Yeah, all his merge releases have been very solid. Yeah, starting with Silver Age and they've all, actually yeah, actually they all have been really really yeah. good. Beauty and Ruin's my favorite still, but uh, I I really like Patch of the Sky. It's yeah, that's good. I, I mean, he didn't all play good. anything off of that. He didn't, which is really surprising. But I mean, he had come on Bob a lot. Of come stuff. on, so he played some stuff, some sugar stuff. Yeah, he played some, yeah, a good, nice, rounded. What was the first Husker Du song he played? I apologize. I apologize. It was the third song he played. was the third song? That was really cool. That I that was the song, I, I left the venue singing that. Yeah. And it was the third song he played. That was kind of stuck with me the whole time. When Husker Du would play, they would, you know, they wouldn't say anything. They'd just play their set yeah. and go, and it'd just be like speed. Right. And it was just fast and crazy. This the Bob Mold set was exactly the same way. Oh yeah, it was just he went and he never stopped. Yeah, I mean there was a middle part of the set where he did some more mid tempo songs, which was nice. Like that flowed well. He didn't say the name of any song though. No, no, he just played it. He just went. I mean, it's not like he obviously Bob Mold has different periods, but like it's not like he had a drastic genre change. Oh yeah, no. yeah, you know, it's all it all flows yeah. together. Yeah, and it, it it flowed well. Oh yeah. What was the song that he played towards the end where he was like roll like rolling by the amp and stuff? Oh, um Sin King off of the the new record. Yeah, that was Yeah, that was that was pretty awesome. He, he was just going nuts. In the he guitar. was like all over the stage. Yeah, for... just yeah, Bob, Bob both Bob and Greg, they both were spectacular. Crazy. And of course, Jason Nardesi and and John, John Worcester oh, killed it. They've been As per usual. Yeah, they've been with the band for over ten years. Yeah. So I was kind of like think- sugar too, basically. Yeah. Uh, so I was I was kind of thinking this whole time because I've never seen Super Chunk live, and I'm like, oh my god, this is kind of like right? seeing Super Chunk live because it's it's half the band. Yeah. It's uh, so yeah, John Worcester and Jason Nardesi just like rent themselves out. <laughs> it's like rent the ri- rent do. this rhythm section. Well, they only do they play with anybody else? It's just no, not the two of them though. No, because no, John Worcester's and Mountain Goats and. I think John Worcester might play on the split single stuff, but I think Jason plays guitar on that. That's just. And then the guy from Spoon's also in that. The guy from Spoon is in yeah. that. I didn't know that. Britt Daniel is that his name? <laughs> I don't know. No, we'll find out. I can figure it out. There's a Spoon album somewhere in that CD rack. Hmm. But no, yeah, um, it's a great set. It's a typical mix of Sugar solo and Husker do stuff. Yeah. And he saved the Husker stuff for the end. Yeah, and he did, and, and it just kind of escalated until New Day Rising. Well, when yeah, before exploded. he hit New Day Rising, wait, was it New Day Rising right before he like kind of did his yeah. encore thing? Yeah, 
So when he he drank the water and spit it out, and it was it's like that was cool. Yeah. And then when when he finished it, like the feedback just like feedback just kept going. Yeah. And Jason and and John they left the stage, and he just sat there, like he just and the, yeah he just stood there and watched everybody cheering for him, and then he kind of everybody just like you know went nuts. And and he kind of stepped back, and then he sat down. You kind of could tell he was crying. Yeah, that was kind of an emotional moment. Like I felt like I was gonna cry. <laughs> like I was like, "Oh my god!" And it, yeah, he said like earlier, he's like, "Welcome to my party." Yeah, like the first uh, beginning of the set. I kind of felt like, okay, come on, like this is. Well, he said, "Thanks for coming to my party." Yeah, yeah, thanks for coming to my party. I he felt. I've, thanks to coming to my party. To me, it kind of <laughs> felt like thanks for coming to my party. I'm Bob Mole. Well, he is Bob Mole. Yeah. Well. Yeah. He threw a good party. Yeah, it it was it was a good time. It definitely that moment was really really big. To oh me. yeah. And then when he after that he it was a long thanks pause. and yeah yeah. Then he stepped at the mic and was like thank you and he said he's been angry for so many years and uh, the support of his fans and stuff has made him live the best life that yeah. anyone could ever live. And yeah, he's lived a pretty good life. Yeah, I'd say so. And then he grabbed his Fender Strat and played uh played the other Grant song that was played that night, which was uh Never Talking to You Again. Which side note that was really, 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 really sad. Oh yeah. When he played Never Talking to You Again. Because my entire life hearing that song I've been like Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm never talking to you again. Ah. You jack wagon. <laughs> and, and and now you can take it literally. From he's his like, point of view, he's like, never talking to Grant again. Yeah. Like before, like I'm not talking to Grant again because they they didn't get along. Yeah. And now it's like he can't. And that that was super depressing. Oh yeah. That was the first time I had ever heard that song. In that context. In that context, yeah. and it was soul crushing. <laughs> There are things that I'd like to say, but I'm never talking to you again. There's things I'd like to pray somewhere, but I'm never talking to you again. I'm never talking to you again. I'm never talking to you. I'm tired of wasting all my time trying to talk to you. Soul crushing for sure. Yeah. And what was the last song he played? Uh, well, after that, he did like a Flip Your Wig Super Encore. Oh, yeah. He did Hate Paper Doll. He did Flip Your Wig, Hate Paper Doll, and then Love's All Around, which was the B side to Makes No Sense at All, which he closed with. He, with when he played uh, Love is All Around, the dude, the murmur dude who was next to me, got out his phone real quick and taped the whole song. And then immediately when he went into Make No Sense at All, he shut it off. Yeah. I was like, could just tape the end of the show, dude. But or you could just like watch the show. But that's obviously his favorite song. Well, maybe he's like it's like, oh my so and so loves Mary Tyler Moore. Okay. So. Yeah, that that could be it. <laughs> for sure. That could be it. But yeah, and I was I was very stunned um when it kinda ended. I, I didn't want it to be over that quickly. Right. Because he played so fast, I didn't realize what time it was. Yeah. I never looked at my phone. So I, what time was it? It was around 11 o'clock. It was 11.30. He played for almost two hours. 
damn. Like, I didn't even know that. It felt yeah. like an hour set. Yeah. <laughs> but he flew through that. It was insane. It was, yeah, it was definitely, like, kind of an emotional Oh yeah. weight was hovering around when he was done yeah. playing. Oh, and, yeah, um, about Greg coming out. Oh, yeah. Because, like, when that was announced, like, oh, he's going to be opening, a lot of people were like, oh, I wonder if, you know, Greg will come out and play with Bob. Which initially I'm like, I thought, oh yeah, it'd be freaking cool. Like that would be really cool. They haven't played together um, since who should do who's could do blew up. They blew up, broke up. Well, they blew up and then they. Broke well, up. yeah, exactly. But um, I think it was at the end of Porcupine. Porcupine. Set. Porcupine. Porcupine. A porcupine set. set. Yeah. Um. That um. I kind of got the vibe that that wasn't gonna happen. Yeah. I, but then I was okay with that. Like. Especially because when uh, the last thing Greg said is, Bob Mould's up next. Have fun, everybody. <laughs> yeah, he he was done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the fact that they, they played that Porcupine didn't play Standing by the Sea, which they've been playing and they recorded even. Um, I thought if they didn't play that, that they might have Greg come up and play it later, but you know. Yeah, no, it was... Um, it's the kind of thing that if you look at it from the context of you didn't go to this show, you would see the, the news stories and everything would say... You know, Grant Hart dies and Husker Du gets back together. Yeah, and it would it would seem really really cheap. It, it would just see it wouldn't seem right. Right. So, all those songs are just kind of I don't know. Well, Someone will give them life at some point. I'm sure. You know, I mean, Bob's still doing his songs. You know. Oh yeah, for sure. So. I just God, I just want to hear Diane. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but it's really cool. I don't know if you remember. Do you remember when we saw Dinosaur Junior at Riot Fest? Yeah. And they played like. A little snippet of Diane. Oh yeah, kind of jammed it because it was right. That was right after Grant died. Oh the week, gosh, yeah, it was week after. I remember that now. I'd forgotten about that. I just they played. Uh, You're living all over me in the fall. Yeah, and that's. All they played I played that towards like the end of that. They part. opened with uh, "Just Like Heaven" yeah. though, which is the last. Not the last song of the album. No, it's a B side. Oh yeah. Or I think it was a separate single, but anyway. Yeah, but it was cool. That was a different show. Yeah, so we walked back to our hotel room and and yeah, it was we it, we walked back to our hotel room and immediately went to bed. Yeah, like we didn't do anything else. We were it's it was like a Saturday night in St. Paul, Minnesota, and we're four twenty, 20 something twenty somethings, and we immediately went to bed. Yeah, and woke up and well, it's so great because we usually don't get to do that when we go to concerts in a big city. Yeah, because we usually go to Chicago and we like are driving home. Yeah, it was nice, but shows over. And then like twenty minutes later, we were. in laying down i was sleeping yeah yeah and, and then we and that was a good time and we woke up and we had some other fun adventures we we uh the next day before we went home we went and ate at mickey's diner yeah which was first time there for do you know it was like a tourist stop and was like oh there's this place around to eat around the corner yeah and i was like <laughs> okay. and then we got there I'm like oh okay this is like a thing <laughs> okay yeah so th- this is in all three mighty ducks movies <laughs> <laughs> that's cool <laughs> yeah all right that's great food oh yeah yeah it was great food we didn't we didn't eat it anywhere crappy in the Twin Cities this time. No. You guys didn't drag me to White Castle. Not this time. I hate White Castle <laughs> so much <laughs> because of that trip. Uh, then we, we went to the Cheapo in Minneapolis. It was my first time there. You've been there before. Yeah, Electric Fetus. Electric Fetus. Oh, yeah, that's kind of the, the other Bob Mould adventure we had. Uh, we went to Electric Fetus, and we were just kind of going to go there and look because... They have so much, so many records and things, but I didn't have like that much money to spend. But we did find the Electric Fetus exclusive pressing of uh, Sunshine Rock. Yeah, on clear vinyl. 
And there, and there was just some random... They had a whole bunch of them in the stack and the new releases. And then there was just like a handful that were signed by Bob Mould. Yeah, they're just sitting there. Yeah, because he, well, he did an in-store a few days before. Yeah. Which the sticker does say signed in the store by Bob Mould. Does it? Yeah, so we cleared that up. Really? Yeah. Okay. The sticker on the outside? Yeah, the hype sticker. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. Well, it was that was really cool, for sure. Yeah, and they were the same price as the other ones. No, they were- It was well, actually cheaper than like the, the regular the black, vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was really weird. Yeah, so we picked that up. That was that was my favorite find oh, of, well, yeah. of the trick. Of the trick. I mean- For the trip, for sure. Yeah. My fourth favorite beside so three is easy top. Three is easy top. Uh, and then uh, we went to yeah the cheap of Minneapolis, which is which was a cool place. Jack Zabilski was there the day before us. Yeah, can you imagine if we ran into him? It's like, oh hey, oh hey, we just what are you doing here? Oh, you live here? Right? I forgot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we went to Let It Be House very briefly. Yeah. So I could take a picture in front of it. Yeah. Which is that's always cool to just stand in front of the place where the replacements like. Oh yeah, were invented. You ever watch that thing where Tommy Simpson like visits, visited it like a few years ago? No. Oh, that'd be cool because it actually looks like it does now. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and Tommy's there. He's like sharing stories about all kinds of crazy stuff they did. Are the people who live in the house there? Um, I don't think so. Did you, know, did you see <laughs> Elliot's comment on the Facebook yeah. thing? He his band old band went there and he knocked, knocked on, on the, the door, door for, like for like an hour no trying answer. to get in. Oh my gosh, they wanted. To, I can't believe he really thought they'd let him on the. Oh well, yeah, I've, yeah, I've heard people always ask me like, "Yeah, we can't do that." <laughs> how how long do you think it's going to be until one punk band just like puts a ladder up there and climbs on the roof? Gets cops called. And the, gets the cops called on. It's going to happen. Uh, if it hasn't already. Somebody on the replacements group on Facebook said that they ran into whoever lived there like at a show, <laughs> and they like invited him back and they just like hung out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Because I get a duplex now. There's an apartment upstairs and a apartment downstairs. Is it really? Yeah. We should get that apartment upstairs. <laughs> That's, we can hang out on the roof all we want. Yeah. Right? Then we went to the Bob Stinson Memorial Bench, which is way down the other end by a lake. Yeah. And we took some pictures there, and that was cool. There was all kinds of empty beer cans and liquor bottles down yeah. there. Remember really wish I had a guitar pick on me. I was going to leave a guitar pick, but... Oh, that, was, that would have been a good idea, but... Then we headed home. That was uh, that was our little little journey in St. Paul, and... Yeah. Very... I haven't had one in a while. It's nice to have them. No, we haven't been there. And you were you were there when after Prince 2016. died. Twenty sixteen, right after Prince. Yeah, died. the whole city was lit up purple. Like no kidding. Yeah. Like every light in Minneapolis that was visible from the outside was purple. <laughs> yeah, I didn't go. I was. I didn't go to that trip. And the last time I think I was there was to see there. Because I think it was to see the replacements. No, it was the summer after. 2015, oh. when we just kind of did it. We just went up there to hang out. We saw Bowling in Madison, then we were like, let's go do record shopping. Oh, yeah, day. yeah. That was a good time. But yeah, that was it was a cool place. Minneapolis is a cool town. It was a cool place. Very, very somber kind of trip, I think. Just Yeah. I, I really expected it to be like in a, a like kind of a celebration of Husker Du, but it ended up kind of being like, like kind of a memorial for Grant. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, the last place we went was like, Essentially, like a memorial for Bob Stinson. Yeah. So it was kind of like, oh, let's go pay tribute to our favorite musicians, musicians who have passed away, which was kind of sad, but also kind of something I felt like I needed to do. Yeah. Yeah. I apologize. I apologize. I apologize.
Rick, any final thoughts? Um, I would give the Bob Mold Show five bright red penny. Pennywise clown noses. And I would give it an 18 out of 19 on a 1 to 19 scale. I do an 18.67. 18.67. I don't know what's keeping me from just giving it a 19. Yeah, I was wondering that too. No. <laughs> I just... I. What, what is a 19? They didn't play... He didn't play Celebrated Summer, so there's that. Okay, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> well, he did at the Turf Club the next night. Yeah, I know. I, I looked at that set list. And, and he played like, Could You Be The One, which is something he doesn't play all the time. Either. Oh my gosh. Killing me, Bob. Right. Yeah, no. That's, yeah, 18. I'm sticking <laughs> with it. Sticking with 18. It was a good show. I'd do it again in a heartbeat. Yes. Cool. All right, Jake, thanks for being on Speaking of Nothing. Thank you. Come back again soon. I'm sure I will. Thanks for sticking with me on my longest episode of Speaking of Nothing thus far. I really don't want to go over 40 minutes, so this is going to be a quick outro. It, thanks for listening. You can subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to right now. Follow me on Spotify. Follow me on Anchor. Anchor is our hub. It's it's doing all the work for me. So uh, shout out to Anchor. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at T8s13. I'm at Twitter at T8s13 as well. And I'm on Facebook at Speaking of Nothing. Next week, my guest is going to be Nick Isher. He's going to be talking about recording stuff. And I'm sure we're going to talk a little bit about my band's new album, which is coming out next week, which Nick is uh, uh, did the production work for. So that's going to be awesome. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening to Speaking of Nothing. Good night and drive home safely. Running around with your head in the wild It makes no sense at all So you're such a